0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today
2: to nba today i'm richard jefferson filling in from malika andrews joined in here by our senior writer ramona shelburne and we look we got so much going on steph was absolutely cooking and look the Wimbanyama era is here we are so excited we are ready to go are you ladies ready Let's get it. all right and in sacramento they lit the beam the question is this Is it more about the Lakers' L or the Sacramento win in overtime? So, that's where we're getting started. NBA Today is next. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Richard Jefferson. We are joined with Ramona, Ramona Shelburne, and we got our that's girl. Roz. That's, I'm saying that I was pointing yes. this direction <laughs> and we got our girl Roz who does a little bit of everything. I don't even know how to label you, but <laughs> Kirk and Zach, they will be joining us in just a few minutes. And look, ladies and gentlemen, there was a ton of great basketball over the weekend. The reigning champs are three and zero. Luca hit an un- unreal game winner and there's so much to discuss now. My thing is this. We got a little bit of a Laker debut here, a little Laker-Cav combination here. Why is this? Because 20 years ago, the anniversary of LeBron's NBA debut. And we start off in Sacramento, where, look, the king he doesn't look like he's 20, year, 20 years in the league, does he? looks good, and he threw back those sneakers. Yeah, he threw back the sneakers. And look, he, maybe he had a similar dunk in, in his first game as he had in his last game, but we're going to pick it up here in the fourth quarter. Lakers down by two. Big fella still doing with big. Just too strong. Going against young like, nope. Yeah. 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 No young fella. <laughs> and look, they, nobody's blocking shots there. That That's fine. I got no issue with that. But now we jump into overtime. And in overtime, again, down by four the king goes for a three knocks it down lakers down by one but look the kings are going to answer they got one of the best crunch time performances and look right now offensive rebound offensive rebound crucial so crucial all night long and those are dagger threes when you get that offensive rebound you're not on a guy and all of a sudden those threes hit and then harrison barnes with the miss another offensive rebound attempt but that leads to lebron james Looks awfully familiar 20 years later. (laughs) But Lakers down by two. And that's what you don't want to do on that kick out is lead for a transition block or transition dunk. And that's exactly what happened. Still got it. Still flying high. And LeBron That's not a coincidence, right? No. No, he's (laughs) wearing the shoes. He knows. He was waiting on that. LeBron selling (laughs) shoes right there. He's selling shoes. We know what he was doing (laughs) by one. And then here you see late game, Sacramento up by two. And that right there is the dagger. Now I wanna hear, there was a couple of people wanted to talk after the game. Darvin Ham was the first one.
1: My rotation We got to really get, you know, dig into that and and, and really figure out and and really take a close look. So guys are in rhythm. When you know where you're going in and who you're playing with, all that, that matters. And so buckling down on our rotation, I'll start there. That definitely is the main thing that's on my mind. Obviously, I don't want to run Brown into the ground. I don't want to run A into the ground too early. Obviously, it was an overtime game tonight and they're playing at a high level. So you want to leave them out there. But, you know, just doing an even deeper, deeper dive in terms of our rotation.
2: Uh, welcoming in Kendrick Perkins and Zach Lowe. My God, what's up, Zach? How you doing, man? Uh, oh, but Perk, we're gonna start with you. New <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Perk, we're gonna we're, we're gonna start with you. Uh, what did you think about what Darvin Ham said post game?
1: Well, he's absolutely right because I actually called him out on social media about it. That Darvin Ham also has to up his game, for us on being on the sideline and coaching this Laker team. But here's the thing. On Friday, last Friday, I made it, you know, I put it out there. It wasn't just a hot take. I was being real about it, about the Lakers possibly looking to trade for James Harden. Last night, I'm watching the game, and with a minute 53 left in the fourth quarter, I saw D'Angelo Russell basically look off AD, throughout a possession, and shoot a three when the score was 110-106 Sacramento away. And I actually got the clip right here. They run a high screen and roll. Anthony Davis has the Aaron Fox on him, and that's the point guard. You have to find a way to get A.D. the ball. And look, you can see it right there. It's all in A.D. body language how frustrated he is. But during that time, no Sabonis in the game, I, I don't believe, but you got to find a way to get your best player to basketball if you're the point guard of that team.
2: No, look, the Lakers are still figuring some things out. And, Zach, what's more impressive, that the Kings were able to get this overtime win or that the Lakers are still trying to figure out what their core group is?
3: I like that win for the Kings with Sabonis fouling out and Fox getting injured. I think that's an impressive win without those two guys in overtime. Big moment for Kevin Herter, who has kind of been up and down since the playoffs, actually mostly down. On the Lakers, though, look of our Lakers optimism and I was high on the Lakers was based on the idea that they had something close to a big three forming with LeBron Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves and the third guy in that Austin Reeves has just not been there so far this season to the degree they need him he was one of 12 last night there's just a lot of D'Angelo Russell going on had Gabe Vincent and Russell on the floor in crunch time that's too small to be good defensively They just need Austin Reeves to play his part. And look, we're three games in. I know we're going to ride the Lakers roller coaster every night. I'm chill. I'm all right. Austin Reeves will get there. But you got to look at him, too.
2: No, I, I agree. But this is one of the things. One, I think they're far away from calling Austin Reeves a, a, a third member of that big three. My opinion, you've got to be an all-star or at least some there. But he was on USA Basketball. So he played a lot of – he played all the way to the conference finals, then all of USA Basketball. It might take him a little bit of time to get his legs in. I know Perk is annoyed with that. But we're going to stick in the West. And for the first time in his 19-year career, Chris Paul came off the bench. Let's see how that panned out. Roz, do you think he was excited about that?
4: Uh, I think he was ready
2: to do whatever the team needed. And that's what you want to hear from a first-valid future Hall of Famer, whatever the team needs here. Look, you see the ball movement, working it. That's what we know Chris Paul is going to do, because you know what? He's going to get to that mid-range, and he's going to open up. And then Klay Thompson, he decides to show up. I love it when Klay shows up and ball passes Jamal Crawford for 10th most all-time three-pointers made. I don't think that list he's done yet. But we're going to jump to the fourth quarter. There he is. There's Steph. And, look, this is when it starts to get a little dicey. This man caught fire. Now, look. Look at all the screens Kavon Looney has set uh, he's gonna, up. He's going to set Flowers a for screens. Looney. Flowers for Looney. And, look, shout-out to the Rockets. Look, it was a two-point game here. with four to go, and then Steph started being You Steph.
0: didn't see this coming? Now, no, it's not
2: a matter of seeing it coming, but I think the Rockets are improved, and we yes. have questions yes. about the Warriors. But yep. when there's ever – Questions about the Warriors, there's always one answer. And what is that answer? Stephen Curry. That is always Stephen Curry. <laughs> so it was impressive to see this man go to work. And, and look, Steph, yeah, he might have had a couple of things to say, especially after putting him in that little popcorn maker. Oh, don't hit him with the home alone. Kevin! <laughs>
1: Uh, home alone that was like the macaulay Culkin
5: uh running around the house uh situation i don't know where it came from you know me none of us choreographed i just like to have fun out here and uh you know put on a show in that respect
3: as you know tonight was the first game of his entire career he didn't start and um you know when i talked to him this morning about it he just yep like nodded his head and said let's go get him
1: it was different I mean, Clay told me 1366 straight games. Oh, um, something like that. It's definitely different, but at the end of the day it's basketball.
2: All right. Now the Warriors are 2 and 0 to the start of the season on the road. That's a great start considering they only won 11 yeah. games all year last year on the road. So Ramona, I want to know, what is the biggest change that you've seen in the Warriors in this first week?
6: Okay, so the Warriors used to die in the non-Steph Curry moments last year. Like when he was not on the court, they were terrible. Chris Paul was plus 22 last night. Ooh. Okay? When, if you have, <laughs> Say it again. When the, he was plus 22 last night. When, when, when your point guard is Steph Curry, and then he comes out the game, Chris Paul is your next guy in? Ooh, mm-hmm. That is going to change some things. And plus, All year long we talked about how bad they were on the road last year, so for them to get that road win and Steph with the home alone, on Dylan Brooks in that spot, I thought that was a big tone setter for the Warriors.
1: To me, it was it was it was a little bit of CP3 and his sacrifice. And look, he still played 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. But this win last night was all about Steph Curry, all about Steph Curry. And to be honest, I ran out of words. I ran out of hate. I, it's nothing that you could say about this man, besides the fact that he's starting the season playing with a certain type of joy. Like everybody's talking about, oh, this team is on a mission, or this player has something to prove. Steph Curry is playing like he actually has something to prove, and he really don't. That's the scary part about this. But when it comes down to him having to take over a game late in the fourth quarter when it matters the most, he is ready and he has shown us time and time again that he could go toe-to-toe with any superstar in the league and actually win that battle.
3: Now, this is the thing. Chris Paul coming off the bench. Chris Paul coming off the bench is the right move for the Warriors. It's been the right move since the second they got him. Look, two things are, are fundamental here. If you want him to prop up the team when Steph is resting, like Ramona mentioned, it's just better for him to come off the bench. The bonus for that is you get Steph. Play Draymond together for the maximum possible amount of time. And that's basketball magic. And the most interesting thing about the Warriors so far is, with Chris Paul, they're playing a full five-man bench mob. They're 48 minutes in NBA game. Their starters played 19. Their bench mob played 13. That's like two-thirds of the game. Two lineups. This is a really interesting development and that bench lineup is playing in Chris Paul's image. A little slower, a little more methodical, but getting the most out of all those guys. This is the right move, and it was the right move from the second they got him.
2: Look, if you're plus 22, right? If you're plus 22 and you only win the game by five or six, obviously we saw what Steph did late in that game, but those Chris Paul minutes are huge. And the fact that Perk, ran out of hate? That is a (laughs) lie. That is a lie, America. He Right now, he's run out of hate. Right now. But don't worry, his bucket fills up very, very quick. So, Roz, you were in Sacramento on Friday covering the Warriors. What did you see from the dubs? Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, I have a few things to point out, including some of that joy that Perk talked about with Stephen Curry. But let's take a walk.
2: Let's take a walk. What are we going to go check out? Let's go. Let's go. I'm with you, Roz. All
4: right. Well, I was just with the Warriors this weekend, and Steve Kerr is really uh, excited about the potential of Of the second unit Mm -hmm. there were all these headlines about Chris Paul coming off the bench for the first time in his career but I think he's got a really important opportunity to have a role that could actually make the Warriors a serious contender and that's creating value in the non steph minutes which in a small sample size they're doing a lot better at and he's got the familiarity in that second unit with Saric out of Phoenix and he can help bring the best out of the young players in Kaminga and Moody so let's take a look at a play um, early on in the first half. It's the second unit. Chris Paul's got the ball. Sarge is going to set that screen. And you can just trust that Chris Paul is going to make the right decision and kick it over to Sarge, who at the end of the first quarter, this gives the Warriors the lead. So, closing quarter strong without Steph is so key. Steph and Draymond weren't good through three quarters, but they made the, made the plays count when it was winning time. Steph's got the double. That sets everything else up. The help there, but Draymond's so smart. This is easy basketball. He's gonna, gonna continue to move to the rim. So making the right reads, the right cuts. Draymond and Steph continue here. All right, Draymond sets the screen, and actually Dylan Brooks is working. He's gonna recover. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Draymond and the Warriors, they'll just set oh, like, they'll, they'll the oh. another screen. And so, Brooks is overzealous. Steph reads it. Look at all the space that he creates. The play goes viral because he's going to knock this down. We went from night-night to the McCully Culkin home alone. And <laughs> this goes viral. And I feel like for everything the Warriors might be missing in size and athleticism,
2: they're hoping to make up for in an IQ and veteran feel. I think the number one thing was whether or not he was going to be willing to come off the bench. They found that out very quickly. And if he accepts that role, I think the Warrior is going to be a problem. But still to come on NBA Today, Victor Wevenyama got his first NBA win on Friday, and then the Spurs got blown out by 40 against the Clippers on Sunday. We'll break down Wemby's weekend and the biggest challenges he'll face moving forward. And the Hawks, they soared past Dame Lillard and the Bucks last night. Was the loss a big deal, little deal, or no deal? I can't wait to hear what Zach has to say about that. Plus. Joel Embiid was hitting threes, blocking shots, and celebrating all night against the Blazers. And we know that's going to happen often. And James Harden, watched it all from the bench. What's next for Harden in Philly?
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, on Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Welcome back to NBA Today.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. Let's check out Wimby's Wild Weekend. Can we roll that highlight, Kathy? All right, Friday. It was a big day. Man playing well. Big fella. Get you look, again, they're playing against the Houston Rockets, so we already know what's going to happen. Most likely they're going to get their first win. And look at Wimby just Uh. aching just taking lobs from his teammates. But this is a battle, Houston up early, and then look at this reverse. Come on, people. Throw it where he can catch it, only Wimby. Only Wimby can catch that, especially from that angle, strolling straight on. But this was impressive, this skill work. Against another young talented big and you can see he is a problem low, but see the potential look, down three right hand off block. the block.
4: Oh wait, wait, wait. Lock Give me another block. one. Oh ambidextrous blocking ability. We love to see it.
2: There is nobody, in my opinion, that can get that and do some of these plays that he is doing. It is that next, next level for this individual. Then here, tie game. Ooh. Okay, footwork okay step out I'm okay. sorry there's no such thing as a contest I don't care who it is look at that 21. oh look at that on joy yeah that seven for 19 joy. we'll work on that <laughs> and then Sunday obviously if you're going to have a high there might be something else coming yeah. after that and by that I mean the Clippers they're just going to be a little bit tougher and you see the Clippers up already well, look, Wimby he's going to figure out the foul trouble there is no guarding him on a high low That is absolutely impossible. Well, This is a veteran team now. It's a contrast of experience that he's going up against. Yes, that is very, very true. And this is a whole lot of experience on that Clipper side. But there is no experience that's going to allow you to guard this individual. We are here at the Cozy with Spurs beat writer Andrew Lopez. So look, I just want to know this. What was something that you saw in the wild weekend that was Wimby's first?
5: You know, we talked to him after that that Rockets win. Mm-hmm. One thing that stood out to me was how much joy he had after that win. It's one regular season game. Mm-hmm. But when Keldon Johnson finishes that game off with the two-hand dunk, he's jumping up and down. He's going find his teammates. He's running all around. But I think the play out of all that stood out to me was the blocks. Yeah. I mean, let's – first off, have you, have you ever taken an alley-oop out of a, your teammate's hand?
2: Uh, uh, n- uh, no. Okay. Close. I've had to so think about it. That just blew my mind for yes, one. Yes, yes. The
5: blocks and the fact that he was able to – his back was turned when Jabari Smith gets the ball. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's able to turn around, make that play, get one with the right, come out of bounds, make one with the left, he's going to continue to make plays that, as some of his, his teammates have said, aren't going to make sense this year. And I think we saw that today.
2: Well, and, and, this sp- weekend. It's, and speaking of, of not making sense, the amount of attention that Wimby is going to get, not just from the NBA, and we're talking about internationally. He is already well-known internationally, and he is on his way to becoming an international superstar. How are the Spurs handling that?
5: They have already talked to their guys. Pops had these conversations with, uh, with the team about, hey, look, it's not going to be like it was last year. It's not going to be like it was the year before. There's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of people. I think just last night, we had 40 media members in that little tiny room where uh, the opposing team does press. I mean, it was packed in there. And that's just going to be every night. For his opening game, there were 200, over 200 credentials mm-hmm. handed out for that opening game. The French, uh, French media had at least 10 to 12 outlets there. This is a big deal, and I think he understands that. The big thing to me is going to be how his teammates adjust. So far, they've done that, and they understand, look, now that eyeballs are on him, that means eyeballs are on me.
2: Mm-hmm. So now we can all kind of you know, grow with this. Well, one thing I found with a young superstar is how your teammates can kind of insulate you from the chaos out there. Andrew. Appreciate you as usual. Now, look, Wimby, he's got a little bit of work to do before I think he really finds himself. And let's compare him to a couple other number one picks. As you see, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Duncan, Williamson. So, look, the one thing about Wimby is he's probably closer to Zion. Where he was 19 years old when he first got started. Look, Tim Duncan was 24. uh, uh, Tim Duncan was 21. David Robinson was 24 because he was in the military. So, there are a lot more catching up he has to do just physically. But you can see his Numbers and some of the things that he can do, I think he's going to be just fine. And here's Wimby after the game last night.
1: I never really get to to sit down with with, with players, especially my opponent, my opponent. But uh, you know, they're they're my idols, but um, they're still my opponents. So I can't, I wouldn't really allow myself to to just entertain a relationship with some guys, you know, that I have to that I'm gonna have to play against and to fight against someday. So you know, there's a lot of respect, but they're still my opponents, even though they're my idols.
2: All right, I'm back. It's Richard. It's Roz. Come on, come on, Ramona. Ramona, she's she's just a legend. She's smiling. We're waiting. Oh, the you three R's. The three R's. Then what? I was going to, oh. I was waiting for you to join in. But <laughs> we're gonna go with Perk. Perk. I want to know. Victor is averaging <laughs> nearly 16 points, <laughs> seven rebounds, and two blocks. But Perk, I'll start with you. What is the biggest challenge that you see moving forward for Wimby?
1: Look, we already know that the the impact that he's going to have on the defensive side of things is offensively, right? A lot of times we're watching Wimby and he's just standing around. Now, part of that is on him. Uh, another part is on his teammates. And the other part is on Greg Popovich. They got to figure out a way to get him more involved offensively. Like like I said last week, 10 field goal attempts, that's not enough. Like, he has to be in that 15 to 20 field goal attempt range every single night. And, like, mixing it up, we already know he has an elite skill set on the perimeter. Can he come off of a pin downs like a KD? Can he come off of pin downs like a Jokic? Like, where, where's his match? What is going to be his identity? How they're going to get him the ball to get him more shot attempts? That's the only problem I see for us with Victor Wimbayamba right now in the Spurs offense.
3: Defensively, this dude is a stud, as advertised. He's a monster. He's everywhere. He blots out the sun. Offensively, Perk nailed it. And part of the problem is the Spurs are starting this gigantic lineup with Jeremy Sohan at point guard that has almost no shooting other than Devin Vassell. And you can see them trying to run little actions to spring Wemby. Cross screens, little screens here and there. Occasionally he handles the ball in the pick and roll. There's just nowhere to go. All five defenders are in the lane constantly. Their offense is dying in those minutes and it's no coincidence when Trey Jones comes in they have a real point guard on the floor a little bit more shooting. Their offense has been better. It's going to be hard for him to find openings and advantages when it's so so cramped but look three games in Perk nailed it. They're going to start to run more of a more variety of stuff for him. More kinds of actions and he'll be fine but that lineup oof, it's struggling
2: offensively. Yeah Ramona really quickly I want I to know you were in the building last night. What did you see? What did you notice from Wimby? I,
6: I thought the Clippers did a pretty good job defending him too. I mean they they definitely were but there's a play right where he's got, in the open court. Russell Westbrook comes over to contest and instead of just dunking it on his head you can see the pressure bothers him. Watch Russ contest and he gets like you C7 three. He can dunk over him and he gets the foul there goes to the free throw line. But that's kind of physicality and that kind of contest. Should not bother a guy who's that big and that strong and physically dominant.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't think it's going to bother him for very long. I think he's going to learn. Greg Popovich is going to tell him. And we see, we don't quite, he's not timid. His aggressiveness in his play is not timid. So those are the plays where it's like, Wimmy, go let them foul you. Go go take that. And I, to Perk's point where he says they've got to find him more shots, I don't think that that's what the San Antonio Spurs, that's not their goal right now. Their goal right now is to put him in a position, let him figure out the game, and then they're going to build block, by block. He's I can the see... number
1: one pick. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that, that is the, that, that. No, that is their goal. He is their goal. Okay. That goal is yeah, to get yeah, him. Yeah, I and... appreciate that. Yeah, Hold that so, thought, yeah. big
2: perk, though. Coming up next on NBA Today, game time was an illusion as the Hawks beat down the Bucks last night. But was Milwaukee's loss a big deal, little deal, or no deal? You know how we do. We're going to talk about it. And James Harden is back with the 76ers, kind of. Well, at least he was on the <laughs> thing. Coming up, we'll discuss what's next for Harden and how soon he will be on the court for Philly. Plus, LeBron James takes on the Magic tonight, so that got our crazy producers digging in the crates for the best moments against the Magic. We're going to leave off the series lost, though. NBA Today will be right back.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: You're watching NBA Today. You know, another rookie coming in from Milwaukee, Giannis
5: Adetokounmpo. I'll try and say that the same way every time tonight, but
3: he is quite a story. He's not even 19. He's 19 next month. He's from Greece. He looks like he's about 14, and he's 18 right now, 19 next month. He was their first round pick. And now here he is as a rookie playing in the NBA.
2: That was ten years ago. Giannis debuted in Madison Square Garden. He had just one point and played four minutes and 43 seconds. I'm just gonna say I'm expecting big, ki- big things from this kid. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about this game. Trey Young, the squad—they were going at it. It would look—it was a battle all night long. The, the Atlanta Hawks were impressive with how they were attacking the Bucs. You can see that out early in transition, doing what they had to do. I think the Bucks are going to have to figure out some things. But this game was about Damian Lillard, in my opinion, and somewhat struggling. He didn't have the same performance that he had in, in, in their home opener. But you look, look, you understand that. That's what it is. Dame's going to figure this out. But right now, there's a lot of things, in my opinion, that's going to make them take that level to the next step. Here you see a little two-man game. Dame not knocking it down. These are shots that you expect from the big fella. Sixth time in his career, he was scoreless in the first half. Maybe he was pressing a, little a lot bit. of turnovers yeah. Too. yeah, a lot of turnovers. Maybe he was pressing a little bit. But look, we do not want to discount what the Hawks were doing up by 20. That deep three, it was impressive. And look, this win for Atlanta, first one on the season. Dame Lillard has some things he wanted to talk about. We still learning each other. Um... I think it's a process of when I when I do have a start like this or have a game like this, how do I find it? You know, without holding on to the ball, where do I find those moments and those opportunities to, to get myself going, you know, so I can be a positive out there. So um, that's part of the process. Um, it's just our second
1: game. We haven't played a bunch of games together, and I think as we go, uh, we'll figure that out, you know, and get better and better at it.
2: Now, look, we didn't expect the Hawks to go undefeated. That's not what we were thinking. But, look, a 17-point loss at home in game two was still a little bit surprising. So, Perk, was this a big deal, little deal, no deal? Tell me about it.
1: It's, it's no deal. When you talk about the word chemistry, that's not just between Giannis and Dame. That's between the whole team of filling each other out. They have a new coach. What's his, what's his schemes defensively? Like, this, that's new for Giannis and the court has been there as well with a new coach and then think about it you got Chris Middleton who's in and out of the lineup and my thing is how they're going to bounce back I believe they played a night against the Miami Heat that's my question how are they going to bounce back and respond we didn't expect them to go undefeated and they're going to figure things out they have no other way but to figure things out
2: no I agree now Zach my question to you is what do you want to see more from the Milwaukee Bucks you got a couple of games now what are you seeing in their offense what do you see what do you want to see more of?
3: I want to see more Dame Giannis two-man game. That's the show. That's what we came for. We haven't seen enough of it, and Dame is right. He doesn't have the ball enough. In the first two games that we've seen him play, the last two anyway, 11 pick and rolls between Dame and Giannis against Philly, seven last night against Atlanta. That's not enough. That should be spammed over and over again. And look, part of it, Perk is right without Chris Middleton around that play it's a little bit less effective and you know they need him in this minutes restriction and in and out we'll see how long it lasts but I want more Dame with the ball more Damian on his pick and roll that's what you get Damian Lillard for let's go
2: yeah that is true I have no I have no argument there I agree but let's switch to another Eastern Conference team the Sixers had their home opener last night James Harden was on the bench after not he was there he was there but he did I see him he's already there look Joel Embiid was dominant 35 points 15 rebounds seven assists six blocks and Philly won big their next game is Thursday when they host the Raptors so the big question is, is James Harden going to be on the court? Now, Ramona, that's, <laughs> is he going to be on the court for their next game?
6: I mean, sitting next to them on the bench? No, playing. Or the- <laughs> is he going to be playing? <laughs> I mean, look, he has been there at doing his workouts. He showed up to the game. But, like, it's not clear whether he is there to play or whether he is there to get paid, whether he is there to just – sit out again in, in a week and have another stunt like he did a couple of weeks ago. And so that's really what his teammates are wondering. Are you there to be a part of the team? Are you there to play? It's not clear yet where James Harden is. Although we, he's there, and I think the question also is he's practiced, he's gone through workouts, but he does, as one person said to me, he doesn't even really know the plays they're running yet. This is Nick Nurse with a new system. He's been in one competitive drill And then he was away for a week and a half. He's come back and done some workouts, but they're off today. They have another practice again tomorrow. Let's see how much he actually does.
2: Oh, no, I agree. And look, when you have Joel Embiid putting up numbers like that, when you have the young fella Tyrese Maxey is the NBA player of the week, there might not be that much stress for Philly to move on. But. Ladies and gentlemen, the in-season tournament starts Friday. Get ready to feast your eyes on the new court designs that have players reacting like this.
1: That's insane. This looks crazy. Cool. Wow, it's cool. It's hard. Oh, it's going to be dope. Oh, that's tough. Really cool. Ooh, I love it. Right, so you don't need to see this one. Welcome back to NBA today.
4: Are, where's Richard? Are we going to start this? I, I don't know where Richard Jefferson is, but it, it was an action-packed weekend. So we got to get this segment started. Let's do a little coast-to-coast. The defending champs moved to 3-0 and after after two wins this weekend, and Nikola Jokic had an early entry for pass of the year with his three-quarter court inbound pass to Aaron Gordon for the alley-oop finish. Perk, is this the best dime you've ever seen from Jokic?
1: It's the best dime I probably have seen from a big, mad period, to be honest with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> it's crazy. All right, from the pass of the weekend to the shot of the weekend, Luka Doncic capped off his 49-point explosion by banking in this desperation heave to beat the shot clock. It was his 4-3 of the final three minutes in the Mavs' comeback win over the Nets. Zach, uh, Luka said he called bank. Do you believe him? <laughs>
3: Luca called everything. He called bank, he called Swiss, he called game. He can call whatever he wants. It's Luca magic.
4: He said he called it in a different language. Perhaps perhaps that counts. All right. Zach Levine saw Lucas 49. He tacked on two more, scoring a career-high 51 points for the Bulls and a loss to the Pistons. What stat pops off of that to you, Ramona? The fact that Levine went for over 50 with zero assists or that he became the first Bucks player <laughs> to score at least 50% of their points in a game since Michael Jordan in Game 6 of the
6: 98 NBA. Playoffs. Oh, man. You know what? It's a Monday, and I'm going to start on a positive note. He got 51, all right? Zero assists. I already knew Zach Levine could score, though. Like, I already knew, that's not, a, that's not a surprise. All right,
4: Ramona, I'm gonna stay with you. Cooper Flagg, the top oh. prospect in high school basketball and the favorite to be the number one pick in the 2025 NBA Draft. He announced his commitment to Duke earlier this morning. Ramona, do you see
6: Flag being the next big thing He is, and I, you know, UConn fans are crying right now because they thought they were going to steal him away from Duke. They held on to him. He is got that competitive fire that you want to see, and the fact that he's going to Duke. Ooh, John Shire just got a new deal.
4: Okay, some more news. The NBA and Skims announced a multi-year partnership, making Skims the official underwear partner of the NBA, the WNBA, and USA Basketball. So, perk, is Kim Kardashian sending you any skims' gear? (laughs)
1: I mean I mean if they got them in big and tall, I'm definitely you know accept all free gear. I'm not running away from that, you know, free gear. But shout out to Kim, shout out to the league, the partnership, you know. Just so Absolutely. many ways that question kind of got weird.
4: Very exciting. Actually, Kim, I could use some skin, Set it my way. All right, finally, the inaugural in-season tournament will tip off on Friday as group play starts with a full slate of games. It's gonna look a little different. Just wait till you see the courts that reveal this morning, where's Richard? Wait, Richard! Uh, you don't
2: get paid where's, for half a show. We've had first with the first of all, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to make sure you <laughs>
3: understand oh
1: how
2: many different things that we have to accomplish just to get me to walk out of that smoke. Right? I want to make sure you guys I mean... understand that the director of ambiance had to start wearing <laughs> vests because my buttons were going too low and just the ratings <laughs> were going crazy. But I know a lot of you guys are wondering, Richard, I know you explained the in-season tournament. You explained all of the rules, but how are we going to know? So you guys think like, oh, this is just going to be a couple... Of- no! The NBA is doing this huge. And just for an example of how you got... No, it's not going to just be my big, beautiful face. This is what <laughs> the NBA is doing. Every in-season tournament, you are going to have different courts. And look, the NBA, you already got five courts. But every single time that you step on a court and you're an NBA player, you are going to get the vibe. The fans are going to know. The teams are going to know. There is so much that the NBA is putting towards this in season tournament. This is the new big thing. So I know you guys are wondering, like, oh, oh, okay, so that's cool. The The new courts, every single team is going to have one of those courts that to me is going to be the most exciting thing now look zach i want to know this you wrote over 1500 words <laughs> in a story i'm sure for or. him i'm not well that's long for me and look <laughs> this morning about the court reveal how did these bold new nba in-season tournament courts come to fruition
3: these courts are wild aren't they i mean and that's kind of the point point. and they're wild because teams are using them for two games all that work for two games what happened was once it became clear they were gonna get this (laughs) tournament they started thinking as fans are flipping through the channels how are they gonna know this is not just a random regular season game this is a group play game and they said well how about we put little decals on the court maybe of the trophy maybe a decal that says group a group B and the NBA's creative people took that to Adam Silver and the other big honchos in the league And Adam Silver was the loudest voice saying, no, no, bigger, bolder, more, more, more. How about we paint the whole freaking court? And that's what they did for all 30 teams. So look, for better or worse, some of these courts you might love, some you might think are ugly, but you're going to know when you flip on one of these games. Okay, I get it. This is an in-season tournament game, and that's the point. Oh, Perk, do you like these new courts?
2: Tell me, as a player, you see this, you understand the moment, and I'm not gonna—I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say there might be new jerseys coming out. So there's probably jerseys and courts that all coincide.
1: Well I love it. I love the idea because although you may see a lot of older people that's fans of the NBA saying, nah I pass, but guess what? <laughs> the children, the fan base of the younger generation is like, I'm with that. They love colors, they love attention. And like Zach said, anything anything to bring awareness that this game actually means something. When you're flipping through your TV and got the remote control in your hand, I'm all in for it. Everybody went in for the play-in tournament. They had the haters. They had everybody criticizing. Not everybody loved the play-in tournament. But you can't knock it until we actually see
2: it. No, I agree. And look, I will just say this, the fact that the NBA is as committed as they are, it means that I am 100% Mm -hmm. bought in because the courts, the vibe, the Vegas director of ambiance, we have it all. You want to know what else we have? This week's star-studded NBA Wednesday doubleheader starts at 7.30 Eastern with SGA and OKC hosting Zion and the Pelicans. Then it's off to the West Coast for the Battle of L.A. between Kawhi, PG3, and the Clippers, LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown Out 7 and ESPN and the app. While the NBA showcases incredible talent and skills, sometimes we need a reminder that even the best have humbling moments on the court. Stay tuned for the best <laughs> Hooper Bloopers of the week.
1: <laughs> You're watching NBA Today.
4: It's time for Hooper Bloopers.
1: What's a Hooper Blooper? What is it doing? The it's time for Hooper's Bloopers. Bruh. Hooper Bloopers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's time for Hooper Bloopers. The best of the worst around the association. Are you guys ready for this? Bring it on. You bring it on? Well, the first contestant lady, walk on down. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Jordan Poole. Now, (laughs) Jordan's been acting out since he left home. See, sometimes (laughs) when you leave your parents' house, you start acting out. You get off to college and you start acting out. Jordan Poole been acting out a little bit. What do you think of that? We got some other people. I like the confidence. Uh, You like (laughs) the confidence. Kimba had the shimmy. Okay. You know about swagging That was halfway down down at least for nah, <laughs> that that's, that's not how it works. And then Andre Drummond picks Chet Holmgren's pocket. And then what is he gonna do? Hit him with the crossover. Break his ankle. I see you big fella.
3: Okay. Oh, hey, quick cool. big fella.
2: To the left. Okay, Chad. get court. Reaching out there in the open court now. Now this <laughs> one hurts me a little bit because Jaden and Ivy Jade tries the oh. windmill. Mind you, they were down. Oh, I think no. five, they oh, were no. down five or six points when that happened. Mm. Sometimes you just jump and run out of talent. Perk, you understand that? <laughs> Somewhere there's a high school coach going,
4: just make get the two points. Yeah, that's Watch a the Pistons. Jalen
3: to- Duran and the Pistons are playing
2: well. No, oh, whatever. Next up the Timberwolves and the Raptors. This sequence, can we just start the music? Just look at, watch watch this sequence. Oh. All right, couple of mistakes here. Oh, that's a travel. Oh, let me throw it to the <laughs> other guy. Oh, I'm okay. gonna kick it off my ne- <laughs> It was honestly just poetry <laughs> and music. feel bad for the radio plays oh, I play. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> look
2: at this, all right, now we have another one up. Kevin Herter has a doppelganger, and look, the two had a nice, Pre-game moment. Now this is- this is is, kind of creepy. (laughs) But he's fully committed. He's fully committed. I can't tell who's who just like, nobody want to this. got us thinking a little bit. Like, who, who did it best? Is it is it Herter? Is it the lookalike? Is it the lookalike uh, Clay Thompson? Or is it Lil Rel? You remember Little Rel? Little Rel was, was special. I, my question, look at that. Oh, Faye Klay. Oh, Faye oh Clay was gosh. great. Got into the arena. I think he's banned <laughs> like for life. That's crazy. Yeah. He did get into the arena. <laughs> he got into the arena, yeah. played stupid games, and then, oh, this is our favorite one. Remember this person? Oh, who babe. did it better? <laughs> yeah. Ferg, uh, how do you like Lil Rel?
1: I love it. I mean, listen, <laughs> too bad nobody <laughs> can <could> imitate you <laughs> what, what I you you? feel sorry. Wait.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? First of all, I don't know who I don't I don't. I, look, I'm I'm out of here. We're gonna be back in six. <laughs> what? That's a, a household <laughs> name. That's a household <laughs> name. <laughs> Tip off your weekend with our next star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader. Giannis and the Bucks host Julius Randle and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Then Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets host Luka and the Mavs. Coverage begins with NBA countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. 95-93, Cavs down with one second left on the clock. I won't be mad if you change the channel right now.
1: Williams will throw in. Gets it to
2: LeBron, for three for the win,
1: yes! can win! can win! Can't win! LeBron James has the closer! Man, that's just a great shot, man. And the camera never lies, so I had to go check it out, man.
2: 15 seasons ago, the Magic were on the losing end of that game to Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> game with LeBron James. Look, now he's in his 21st season. He's still putting up historic numbers. And look, he is 40 and 20 all time against the Magic in the regular season. Ramona, is this the first back to back? This is his first back to back in LA. So I want to know. My question is this How important is it not getting off to that one and three start?
6: Well, listen, if he feels good throughout the day, I would not rule him out tonight. I know it's a back-to-back. We've been talking all about minutes restrictions. But since I get, if he feels good throughout the day. Okay, Roz. It's
2: a little early on the back-to-backs for the big (laughs) fella. But you want to kind of start. What do you think?
6: I mean, he's already played a lot more
4: minutes allotment than people had expected originally. So I would imagine they'll be careful with him. But um, they need to get the wins that, that they have the opportunity to get. The West is good. Um, you fast forward mm-hmm. to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. If the standings are tight, you're going to be sitting here and saying, dang, I wish this. we got that early win when Sabonis wasn't there against the Kings or uh, De'Aaron didn't play in overtime. And we created so many open threes, we didn't hit any of them and had untimely turnovers and mistakes and gave up offensive rebounds. Boy, we had a chance to win the game and we didn't. These are the games that quietly add up. So you've got to win those games when you have the opportunity.
2: Well, I know I couldn't agree more. Typically, the the goal is to win majority of your games at home and then go about 500 on the roll. That'll get you to 50 wins. And to me, I think the Lakers need to get between 45 and 50 wins in order to be in the spot. But, Zach, what do you think? How important is it for the Lakers to avoid a 1-3 and start?
3: Pour one out for the LeBron James minutes restriction of 2023 (laughs) to 2023. I guess goodbye minutes restriction. Look, you can, every win is nice. Would they like to get this win? Yes, we're six days or a week into the season, so I'm going to pump the brakes on any urgency. If he does play, great. If he doesn't play, it's a chance for Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Gabe Vincent to get more touches, get in rhythm. So you can spin it either way. It's the Orlando Magic at home. Go out and get a i'm
1: supposed to follow up about this but i don't really care about the lakers we've been talking about them all show but i do care about something we've been talking about all these debuts but i got a debut i want to bring up from the past as well
3: oh Oh, i had hair not much
2: i look good Look at that! This is your debut. No, you don't. Today, this was my debut. You dope. No way. Yes. Yo. I remember these days. I was Bro, Look at play? that, J-Kid. Oh, yeah, throw it out to him. Yeah. That was my range back then. That was yeah, that deep was for your me. Range. Get behind the line. Get behind the line.
1: Thank God for J-Kid. <laughs> thank God for J-Kid.
2: What are you talking about? Look at that line so of right here well, RJ, I, I'm from New York. I remember watching you as oh. a little kid oh. growing up. Don't, don't say it that way, Roz, but look, oh. Oh. What, what were my numbers in my debut? You guys got that? All I know is we won. We won our first three. We won our first three. No, it don't matter. That's how I live. <laughs> we won our transition. first three games and went to the NBA Finals. That was the start Ooh, of this franchise. Nice pass or was that a finish?
4: Oh yeah, follow up. Good job, RJ.